Hello, everybody. What what, what was that for the people who don't know? (laughs) It was the the 1989 Batman theme because it's Batman Day, baby. Batman Day. Which one? Which Batman was that? Was that Adam West Batman? That was... Shit, I don't know. All right, well, I got us out here exposing ourselves real early. Um, Everybody ignore that last part. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Kazoo. You are here with one of your co-hosts, Jay Phrygian. To this side of me is my boy. Uh, King Von Tweets. I was like, is he ever going to say his name? Um, you were, as you can see. I thought we were trying to do the, the Dragon Ball Fusion. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as you can see, we are uh, missing one of our co-hosts this week. You know, last week, Jacob and I were missing um, this week. Adam is missing uh, the official Megs. Um, he's out on vacation. Everybody wish him well. Um, I think, I believe it's his wife's birthday. Let's wish a happy birthday to his wife. Happy, happy birthday. Um, but yeah, we are here joined with you for another week. Last week, um, it was a little bit different. Last week, uh, our very own King Von Schweetz, he was out at D23, giving us the live scoop via Twitter. And um, that is actually what Adam and our guests used to kind of cover D23 Live. That is, uh, for those of you listening to the audio version on Apple and Spotify, that is a YouTube Live exclusive. The audio for that is actually not going to go up. So you're going to have to go over to our YouTube channel if you want to see it. I got to work on getting getting that back up. But that's a whole other story for another day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's get into it. First off... Um, for Adam's usual, the best thing I've seen all week, I, I have a little bit of a different thing for that. So this week, us as content creators got some very interesting news. There was some leaked audio from a YouTube staff meeting or or corporate meeting, whatever, some type of meeting where YouTube, this tweet comes from Matt Navarra on Twitter. You can um, you can check it out at the video version. You can see it on uh, my Twitter page right here um, or if the audio, you know, you guys you can go over to the YouTube and see what we're looking at. But Delete Audio said that YouTube is to launch ads in YouTube shorts with a revenue share for creators. It will pay 45% of YouTube shorts ad money versus the 55% for regular YouTube ads. So... For us content creators who are out here trying to figure out some ways to make a little bit of a buck, if you're listening to the podcast and you're on TikTok like we are, you might want to take some of your TikTok content and port it over to a YouTube Shorts page, start building up those subscribers. Get it, you know, YouTube Shorts has been out for I think about a year now, maybe a little over a year. And um it's it's still in its early stages. So Remember, TikTok in its early stages, a lot of people were able to just take advantage of the algorithm being simple, going viral, getting a bunch of followers really easily. So I'm just saying, if you're listening, I'm putting you on free game here. I know. I mean, Jacob, what do you think? I I mean, like, I think you're dumb not to. Jordan told me this the other day and I was like, I need to start posting things on my like YouTube. I don't post anything. I, I have a channel. 
but if people find that channel that's on them because i don't i don't post it anywhere but now i'm like man i need to i need to spruce up my youtube just start posting tiktok on there because i can get paid for one video on tiktok and on youtube so i mean like it's a good deal it's a good deal very good like, deal very good deal. a lot until unless they're like you know unless it hits numbers but i mean like you can still like get a pretty penny off of just posting two places now so and see there's actually a little bit more news there too um a little bit more was said that youtube's also going to let creators use popular songs hopefully this this the, you know this is all alleged is leaked audio an announcement is supposed to be coming I think next week, based on the time of this recording, we're recording on Saturday, the 17th. This will drop probably like Monday or Tuesday. Um, but YouTube's also going to let creators use popular songs in long and short videos. So it sounds like maybe they may have reached some type of deal with the record labels, kind of like, or streaming services, kind of like TikTok. Because, you know, TikTok, we, we still get paid from the creator fund, even though we, we use copyrighted music or copyrighted sounds. and um, They'll be able to make money from these videos. And they're talking about lowering the minimum re requirements for the partnership program. So, again, you can you go ahead and take care of that. Uh, take advantage of that early virality. Rack up some subs. When they launch all this stuff, you could just be making money just posting the same, same TikTok videos on YouTube. And go ahead and take advantage of it before they do like uh like Instagram does and they start suppressing the videos if you got the TikTok logo and then you gotta go through a whole nother debacle to get rid of the TikTok watermark. Um but yeah, I thought that, that was great because um your boy has been on his YouTube game a little bit more. So if you're a content creator out there and you're listening to the podcast, you might want to be looking at uh YouTube shorts to go ahead and start building another following. So moving on from that, let's get into comics. So, Jacob, I don't think we have a ton of comic news this week, but what did we get? Um, and I, I, I want to preface this because I feel like I I don't. Uh, comic news every week is really just like what comics I'm reading. <laughs> uh, That's fine, are, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, there are other comics out there that are, you know, popping off and they're doing really well, like you know, DC has like their whole universe crossover thing going on right now. Uh, but for me, I'm just, I'm just sticking with what I know best, which is Spider-Man. Um, so that being said, um, Spider-Man edge of the Spider-Verse uh, number four now uh, has just come out. And I think it's number four. Is it number four or number three? It's one of, it's one of the five issues that's going to be coming out. I think it's only one of them. Thanks. Um, Anyway, all that to say, it's out. You need to go. You need to go read it. Um, we get uh, the return of Spider-Man India in this one, and we get a debut? Question <laughs> mark? Um, because Black Cat is a spider person in another universe, uh, and she's known as Night Spider. Um, so we get a little bit of a look at her, um, her new costume for that which in my opinion just looks very similar uh, to her regular costume, but she got a spider symbol on her now. So it's different, <laughs> uh, but all that to say, I would go check it out. Uh, it's solid. That's all I got to say. I'm not going to spoil anything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, uh, none of these are on, none of these are on Marvel unlimited, are they? 
Um, you know, I think they they are, but they it's like a slower rollout. It's a slower rollout, yeah. So Marvel's okay. smart about uh, you know, they don't want to put stuff out, you know, too quickly. Yeah, yeah. They want to they want to get those physical sales. I get it. I get it. I'm just curious. I um, it's been a minute since I've read any comics actually either. I like the disclaimer that you gave too. That's a very that's a very fair point. Um. I was reading Secret Wars and then life got busy and I just haven't uh haven't continued. But um I will. Um also if you hear a crying baby in the background, guys, that's just life, okay? We record these podcasts when we can and how we can. Just prefacing that because I know I heard her. I don't know if the mic actually picked it up, but we'll see. We'll see in post. I didn't hear her. <laughs> uh well then nobody probably heard her and I just told well, myself just in for case no reason. Oh no, Jordan has a brand new baby, so I do, and I'm still coming to you every week that I can for this podcast. Yeah. So go ahead and hit the like button on the video if you're watching and rate the podcast five stars on Apple or Spotify. Boosts in the algorithm help us get the new listeners, man. You know, we do this for you guys. So going on to games, our very own King Von Schweetz, let me know, <laughs> let me know that, um, and I was blissfully, blissfully unaware of this but um as you guys can see in the title the title of this uh video and title of this podcast episode how many of you knew that um yuri lowenthal was the voice of fortnite game radio (laughs) because i didn't know yeah i was playing last night with jordan and i didn't say anything but i guess i should have but we were in the car uh, or I was in a car and I was driving and all of a sudden you hear this voice that say, you're listening to rock radio on Fortnite." And then I was just like, that voice sounds so familiar. And I was like, you know what? It really sounds a lot like Spider-Man from the <laughs> PS4 Spider-Man game. And obviously uh, just for a little bit there, the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Um, so I was just like, eh, like what is going on here? And then I just tweeted cause I was curious and I wasn't going to like, I wasn't going to do the extra research, but I just I put out there. I was like, is Yuri Lowenthal the voice of Spider-Man? Is he the voice of Fortnite radio? And then sure enough, Yuri Lowenthal messaged me back. And this is like the second or third time that Yuri Lowenthal has tweeted back to me. So, And that's what I was blissfully unaware of. I was like, oh, y'all just out here having casual conversations on Twitter. This guy, like, He's just so great with his fans. Like, he's I know. Cool. I know being a voice actor probably isn't as busy as being, you know, a random movie star in like the MCU, but uh, still, like, he doesn't need to do any of that. But the fact that he like messages people back, like, if they tag him in something, that's just really cool. So, uh, but yeah, he answered me back and he said, Yeah, I am the voice of Fortnite Radio. <laughs> so I just think it's funny because in Fortnite now, we, we were rumored to have Brie Larson and maybe Chris Pratt coming into Fortnite. We've already got The Rock. We've got like all these other actors that are in like Joel McHale is in Fortnite. So oh, there's wild. just a lot of random like people in Fortnite. And then out of nowhere, I was like, is Yuri Lowenthal the voice of Fortnite Radio? <laughs> I just want you to know that randomly answering back and forth just a little bit on Twitter is how, you know, I eventually met Cleo Thomas. So I mean, you know, never never yeah, think that that's you do it. Yeah, never, 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 what's the word? Never underestimate the power of just, 
having a few casual conversations over Twitter because you know what? they can go a long way. If you're listening to the podcast, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, go ahead and tweet out to your favorite creator in the whole world, whether it's a voice actor, a movie star, whatever. Tweet out to them. Also tag us in the tweet because I want to see if they respond back because I, I have a feeling a good amount of them would respond back. Yeah, they're like it's it's weird. Some some people it's like it's way nicer than you think. It's just a matter of like having a small conversation or giving a little bit of appreciation. I think like literally what started for me was someone tweeted um who inspired you to start creating content. And I was like, yo, this group called the RK Tokens at Patrick Cloud, Cleo Thomas, and it was like two black content creators who they decided they they wanted to do gaming as like cleo's an actor patrick was in like social media doing comedy like type skit stuff with all dev digital but they decided oh i want to start streaming on twitch and i was like oh i want to do that too and sure enough he was just like dude that makes me so happy to see that and then next thing you know you know we follow each other on twitter we have interactions over twitch met in person you know dreams come true dreams don't die I, I don't know say, why I said that. <laughs> I will say, like, it really is, like, wild, the amount of people that respond back. Because I've got uh, tweeted back by John Mayer. I got tweeted back by Edgar oh, Wright. John Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> John Mayer. <laughs> uh, still John Mayer. Um, no, Edgar Wright, the director of uh, Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver. Uh, I'm just saying, like, people tweet back. So just go ahead and tag them. Say say something and tag him. Take a chance. Yeah. So that's cool stuff. That was really cool stuff. And that's exciting because um, yeah, it just makes you wonder how many other people Fortnite plans to contract out or license out. Cause that I mean, Yuri Lowenthal been in everything in my childhood as far as like watching. And now to know he, I mean, he been in games I play and now he's in Fortnite. It's just Fortnite is basically the video game metaverse, legitimately. Yep, it really is. It really is. <laughs> moving on from Fortnite, but still kind of in the same vein um as many of you do know ninja ended his twitch partnership and now streams everywhere really that has nothing to do with the next thing i'm gonna say it's just that ninja plays Fortnite. he raged off a game of Fortnite, and now he streams everywhere like a week later so it kind of segues in and we're just gonna take it clap for me everyone <laughs> so uh, this is actually old news, but um, we weren't able to cover it last week because D23 was going on. So um, Twitch is doing away with their host mode, um, which for a site now, in, in hindsight, this isn't really like a huge deal because there are still raids. Basically, hosting is what you could do if you weren't raiding somebody. So when I'm offline, like I'm not streaming, I can host you, Jacob, and therefore you will show up and it'll be like, while I'm offline, watch King Von Schweetz or whatever. They're doing away with that, which means auto host will be changed to suggested channels in your settings because you can also set up an auto host list to basically say like, if I'm not online, host Jacob. If Jacob's not online, host this person. If they're not online, host that person. And um, it sounds like they're keep suggested channels. I don't know if that just means you'll still see that, you know, I don't know if that means that you'll see that you're live right there or if it just, I don't know, or if it's just like, here's someone whose link you can click on. We'll see. 
But um, as long as they keep raids, I'm relatively okay. It does kind of suck because Twitch mainly is live streaming. Most of the time, the way people are going to find you on Twitch is if you are live. If they don't find you on Twitch, they're finding you like Jacob on TikTok. They're coming over to your Twitch. They're finding you on YouTube, coming over to your Twitch. Um, so we'll see. It's one of those things that it's like, eh, the site doesn't have a whole lot of discoverability. And y'all are like changing out the discoverability options. So we'll see how it turns out for them. This comes at a time where, as we said in the beginning of the podcast, you know, YouTube is making some huge announcements and then Twitch is taking away discoverability options i'm like it's not it's not really gonna help too much with uh people moving over and you know dipping like ninja but we'll see we'll see how it goes uh also in the gaming space something that live streamed on twitch earlier this week was the playstation state of play what a disappointment that was (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's one of those things that i mean i guess i didn't really think of it in this way but somebody I was watching, um, I think his name is Comic Book Keenan um, on. Yeah, I think it was Comic Book Keenan on YouTube. Um, it's a really neat channel. He's He actually started when they announced. Um, he started like seven months ago. So he started like shortly after they announced Marvel Spider-Man 2 or something like that. Um, and he's basically been covering all of the news for that. Like that's his entire channel. I believe he mentioned that like. It was either him or it was news to astonish, but they're like, I guess some of the reason that this wasn't as big as we would have thought was that it was a state of play and not a showcase, which I think I've been kind of confused about the difference because every time, like when they announced a state of play and it's been like a year since a lot of their big announcements last year, I had in my mind like, oh, it's been a year since they announced, like, Spider-Man 2 and, like, Wolverine and, like, God of War Ragnarok. Like, we're going to see a bunch of cool stuff. It wasn't clicking in my mind that it wasn't a showcase. It was just a state of play. And a lot of people were like, yeah, and they announced it, like, 24 hours before. So, like, oftentimes that doesn't mean a big deal is going to happen. Um, so we got a look at a couple of ps5 exclusives like stellar blade and rise of the ronin that are coming um a couple of ports from japanese studios like asian like a dragon and then probably the biggest thing we got to look at was a more in-depth look of god of war ragnarok but other than that there were some vr titles and some you know double a type stuff some apparently hogwarts legacy is going to get an exclusive mission to the ps5 i'm like i mean that that i was excited about because i was just like or is it like a whole side quest? Like if it's just like yeah. one mission, that's boring. It seems like it's kind of like a, it's got like a horror theme to it. And yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for that because I don't like scary stuff that much. But as far as it goes with Harry Potter, I mean, like, and especially like it being a PlayStation exclusive, I'm pumped to play it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss out. So I think that'll be fun. But like overall, I just looking back at it, I think that a lot of, uh, a lot of people have been cashing in on this, uh, this, I don't know what you want to call it, but this RPG. We hate J.K. Well, yeah, J.K. Rowling too, but I mean, but people want to cash in on this, uh, this RPG play style of like Ghost of Tsushima and, uh, um, oh, yeah. even yeah. like Skyrim and a couple of those games. Like, 
and you can kind of see it now with like some of the games that Sony was announcing and like showing off. It all kind of feels like it's just uh, like bargain bin stuff that's kind of being. Uh, maybe this is just me, but that's what it feels like to me that it's just like recycled kind of stuff and like Tekken being another game that was like coming out. I was like, do we really need another Tekken? Like, probably I'm not. I'm gonna probably play it, but no. They're like confident in making it, but I'm just like, as someone who doesn't really play Tekken, I'm not, I'm not looking at this trailer going, oh, I need to buy that. And I'm like, you're just gonna get the same people that have been playing to continue playing, you know? Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that's what the FGC, like what what's fighting game developers ride off is the FGC, the fighting game community. I mean, yeah, Street Fighter Six when street fighter 5 has been out for so long um yeah games like guilty gear strive which like it's nothing that i played and it's nothing that you see people play a lot but it has a niche audience and then there's like the tournaments i think that they very much ride off of that and also it could be the u.s like i feel like those games are more popular as far as like big spectacles big events tournaments and all that overseas um so no, I totally feel you. Uh, more than likely, I will probably play Tekken Eight because I am a uh, Tekken head. Um, I used to play a lot of Tekken. I played Tekken like way more than I did like Mortal Kombat, for example. Um, he's just like slide the curtain over. Um, you know, we'll see. I might get it to see if I can review it or something like that. But um, and then uh, I do feel you on like it felt like a lot of the announcements seemed the same, like Rise of the Ronin. And then, like, the Yakuza game that they were talking about, which was Ishin Like a Dragon, like, it was just basically, like, two, like, Samurai Slasher games. Like, I mean, I, they looked kind of cool. One of them, the homie pulled out, like, a glider like he was Aang, and I was like, hold up now, wait a minute, though. <laughs> uh, is he flying, or is he... I might check it out, but, you know, we'll see. There, there was a lot that kind of just looked like a lot of the same. Um, the talk is that, hopefully, there's a showcase playstation showcase coming in november and that was the point that was driven to me through those videos i was watching was it could be the reason we're not seeing some of these excuse me highly anticipated ps5 titles is because they're waiting for god of war ragnarok to release get its reception get all of its you know all the views all the sales because they don't want to take attention away from that that's why they're not announcing anything new um that's really heavy hitters and i'm like ah that makes sense you know from a from a fan standpoint it's like ah that sucks and from a content standpoint because i need something to make videos on but from a business standpoint i totally get it um i'm excited for god of war ragnarok though that looks like it's gonna be fire i'm actually gonna be playing through the 2018 game on twitch probably next month to like prepare yeah i can't wait because i i got the uh you know, there was that whole that whole thing with uh, the Ultimate Edition selling out within like five minutes, but um, the Jotnar Edition. But I got the Deluxe Edition, and you know, after seeing the stuff that the Deluxe Edition comes out or comes with, I was not disappointed because uh, I think with I could be wrong. I think with the Jotnar Edition, you're really just getting like a map, and then maybe it's like a couple extra skins. Which is like okay, that's that's worth it, but at the same time, like, uh, like I'm okay. So uh, yeah, I got the deluxe edition. I'm super pumped for it, and November cannot come soon enough. That's all I can say. 
Not 100% facts. So, um, yeah, PlayStation State of Play was all right. Um, on the other side of things, PlayStation did get another neat little early access thing. Um, those who pre-ordered Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on PlayStation got early access beta yesterday. Um, I did not pre-order it on PlayStation. Uh, how about you, Jacob? Did do you really play Call of Duty like that? No, or I'm not really a Call of Duty guy. I played it in middle school, and then I was just like, man, this isn't for me. My bad, I was on mute. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, playing on my phone, and I was like, I'm going to stay muted real quick. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, shit, I have no clue what I just hit on my headphones. All right, well, this is what we're doing. All right, I fixed it. So, yeah, I watched a little bit of people's gameplay um, on Twitch. One of my homies posted a clip on uh, Twitter. Um, he has a PlayStation. He's playing it. It seems pretty cool. Um, you know, it's Call of Duty. Uh, I was just very much like... <sighs> Am I probably going to play Warzone? Yes. Um, it's going to be Warzone 2.0 or whatever is what they're calling it. Uh, and that's going to be free to play. However, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare game, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to pre-order it. You know, pre-ordering pretty much just gives you beta access. I could just wait for the open beta, which I think open beta is coming playstation tomorrow sunday uh september 18th at the time of this recording um so it'll be out by the time this episode is out for the audio listeners and uh then i think next week you'll be able to play it open beta anywhere so i was like i'll just wait for the regular open beta it's not something i'm super stoked about um i mean it looks it looks okay i think the, the couple of people that i saw playing it on playstation were like yeah i'm just gonna wait for this to come out on pc because it wasn't looking too good with the PlayStation version. It was it was a little bit choppy, a little bit buggy. So, but also it's a beta. So hopefully they'll fix it in the next month that they have before the game releases. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just I. This is another one of those games for me where I'm just like it feels the same over and over. Yeah, it was literally what I was thinking about when you were mentioning like the like Ghost of Tsushima style and like it feels like everybody's kind of doing that now. Like Call of Duty is the same thing. I will say. Call of Duty. This is gonna be this is gonna be a little section. Call of Duty is pulling a Drake as far as like stealing the flows of other games because everybody was like, "Don't they do this in Rainbow Six? Like there was some map or some game mode that's like this is Rainbow Six right now." Um, and there was a uh, uh, there's another game mode where it's like super sweaty and like it's really about like taking tight corners and getting the shot off first and people are like this feels like valorant like apparently they put in some new game modes and play styles that are very much reminiscent of other shooter franchises so on that trade flow (laughs) you think about it like the games that are trying new shit are the games that are going to be doing well like yep and I get that, like, maybe Spider-Man PS4 feels like all the other Spider-Man games because you really are doing the same thing. You're swinging, you're doing missions, same thing. But the fact is, those don't come out every three years, whereas, like, with Modern Warfare, I feel like you got Every a new year. One. I feel like you got a new one coming out every year. And the only thing I see as far as discourse online is people just saying, I love the Rust map. And it's just like, how old is the Rust map now, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like... Y'all are really just playing the same game over and over, and that's fine. But like, 
I just don't understand why they're selling it like that. You know, like with Fortnite, for example, Fortnite to me is literally the base game of Call of Duty. It's got a totally different art style. Don't get me wrong. But it's the base game of Call of Duty. You got guns. You're shooting at people. You know, they're about to add in a first person shooter, possibly um, because that's been like out there rumored online. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then on top of that, like they also have shield that you can take. And then they have like the kegs you can throw down the mushrooms like there's and the llamas like there's a random shit in this game. But I feel like that's what tops it over the other games that are like it and like even yeah. god of war god of war you know is a game where you just walk around and you fight people but like it's open world and it's a completely different kind of weapon like no no other game has a kind of weapon where you can throw it at people it comes back to you you can also use it as like an axe like i'm just saying people need to get a little bit more creative creative yeah and mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of getting to this point where it's like okay I'm tired of games where you just go around shooting people. Like yeah. I'm fine with that kind of game, but you need to add a little oomph to it. You know what I mean? The biggest thing too I saw with people playing the beta was they were like, dude, the beta's been out for like six hours. Why are you sweating? Like there were people who were like already like had guns at like level 20 and there's like people are like i'm trying to figure out the map like why do you already know like the spawn point people were getting spawn trap in the beta and it's like why do you know the spawn points already bro like why is everyone trying so hard and like the other thing too call of duty actually did they're they're bringing a third person mode too actually so on that Fortnite flow like oh let's bring back because they used to have third person they used to have a third person shooter mode and they did away with it at some point but um yeah so no i feel you it's like you gotta innovate and it's one of those things where i almost feel like because they keep releasing cod games for purchase alongside warzone but i feel like at this point they should just be like here's warzone Here's like some expansions that you can do or get or packs or whatever with COD points and like within Warzone even be like, here's Warzone TDM. Like here's a smaller map in Warzone that's like TDM. Here's these smaller maps that we use for like search and destroy. I feel like them continuing to release a $60 Call of Duty game and then being like, you got to get this game because that way you can level up the guns that you want to use in Warzone unless you want to just unlock them in Warzone and level them up slowly in Warzone. It's just kind of meh. It's just kind of meh. So, And the thing is, is like you have you have other games out there that are, you know, like I said, they're doing something a little different. But the a little different stuff is on top of them taking notes from the games that are just base games like call of duty for example like fortnite's adding in potentially again rumors are out everywhere online um the the first person shooter but like you know they're taking that idea from call of duty and then they took the idea of reboot vans from uh apex apex thank you Mm-hmm. And like they, they're taking you right. Reboot vans weren't a thing before. I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're taking small ideas from other games, but on top of that, they're adding in their own thing, which isn't just IPs, it's an actual storyline. They're adding mm-hmm. in like 
the changing of locations that happens like pretty much every three or four months. I feel like. I swear to like, gosh, it does. Fortnite is continuing, and I'm not trying to like be a Fortnite dick writer or anything, but I'm just saying Fortnite is continually changing the game, and that's what makes it interesting. When you mm -hmm. have things like Call of Duty, a new map is really cool. Don't get me wrong, but like you need brand new items that are complete game changers that aren't just, oh, it's a different gun. Oh, it's a different gun. Like, you need different guns and something else. Wholeheartedly agree. And, like, I, I recently got back into Warzone, and there are a few new special items. Some of them I still don't know what the fuck they do. Um, but, no, I totally feel you. It's just, like, the other thing is they just took too long to do stuff for me. Like, when they finally changed the map, I was just kind of like, uh, yeah, but I'm bored of this game now. Like, eh, I don't want to play with you anymore. So it's just like they they need to innovate, and um, you know, I'm here for it. Competition is what breeds it. Like, um, Apex, their biggest thing is they have like their map rotations that they continually do, which I think is another smart idea. Is like, dude, like every month or two, like just rotate the maps that you already have. Um, Apex rotates their maps. They release like a new hero. And it actually matters because like in Call of Duty, you know, they release a new character and it's just it's just a skin. It's just like, OK, I have a different character model and maybe they have a different like, you know, takedown or whatever. But it's nothing like crazy. But, yeah, they they need some type of like game changer um, to start standing out ahead of like, you know, Fortnite and Apex. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how it goes again. I, I might end up getting it. I really don't know. It's like I want to, I want, I want to like Call of Duty again. I do, but it's just eh. anyway. Um, another thing, because I know I mentioned a character in Call of Duty who, like, I think one of the skins that's like a different character model. They had a bat that they used for their takedown, and um, you know it is Batman Day. So if you've been playing multiverses, which I haven't done in a minute, apparently there's some news over there as far as Batman goes. Yeah, from the, the 16th, which was yesterday, to the 19th, all you got to do is play three matches. Three matches as Batman. And you get a Batman profile pick for Batman Day. I think it's a pretty good deal. It's free. You know? They also just added, a, what, a week and a half ago, they added in Gizmo uh, from... Um, gremlins so mm -hmm. i mean i think multiverses is continuing to go up i'm still just kind of chilling out until rick comes in uh i think yesterday would have been a pretty great day to add him in because the new season of rick and morty came out I i'm watched shocked that he did but yeah like i feel i feel like that would have been a good time to release him but you know whatever maybe it's gonna connect somewhere on later later on but all i'm saying is batman profile pick free in multiverses but only until the 19th you got to play three matches. Just go ahead and do it. You know, I'm all about that. When a game, when a game says, Hey, you can have this item for free. Even if I haven't played the game in months, I'm like, shit, yeah, I got to go back. Yeah. <laughs> and like, see, that's, that's what more games need to start putting in. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what more games got to start putting in. It's just like those little incentives matter, bro. Like what literally got me back into Fortnite was, Hey, yo, like if you just finish this battle pass, you get a Spider-Man skin. And I'm like, I have enough V-Bucks still from the last time I played. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been playing Fortnite again ever since. So we love to see games innovate. Multiverse is another good one where, like, again, it may have its rise and fall, but they'll have, like, all these little events that are going to 
bring people back because as as jacob said like i haven't played multiverses in a minute but i'm gonna be hopping on to get that free batman profile pick because free is for me <laughs> now speaking moving on to something free. that's not free now speaking of free simping over she hulk is still free <laughs> i'm so dead oh my god bro yeah. I, cannot, I cannot tell you every episode they give you at least one shot where you're like i'm sorry she hope is my new sexuality but like, <laughs> i'm just saying this past episode of, of uh she hope was crazy entertaining it was a lawyer show but it was also so drenched in marvel but it also didn't Absolutely. feel like it was too much of either. It was just very, very perfectly written, perfectly executed. She-Hulk is just going up. And at the end, at the end, Jordan, did you see who they teased for next week? Do you know I, what's crazy? They teased someone for next week, and it wasn't as exciting as it could have been because they freaking put him in all of the marketing <laughs> The entire time leading up to the show. I would say, yeah, yeah, they put him in all the marketing. It definitely would have been a lot better if you just saw that and you were like, I'm sorry. I also feel I also feel like if they did that, a lot of people would have been like, Demolition Man, which is like a guy who literally wore Daredevil's outfit but went by a different name. So I think there would have been a little bit of confusion, but I don't know. I still I freaked out even though I knew it was coming. Yeah, I, I, I was happy too. Uh the thing that did piss me off, it didn't piss me off, but it just it bothers me with the Disney Plus shows is that after that happened, I sat there and I waited for a post credit scene and there was nothing. And there's yeah. no problem with not having a post credit scene, but I just need them to pick either having one or not having one because the one that really got me was WandaVision because they didn't have one for like three episodes and then at like the fifth episode I like saw something online and I was like wait there was a post-credit scene like I didn't even know yeah I think with uh especially with all four of the first episodes having it you would think that you know they only have five more episodes like I'm sure that they already have at least planned at least two more post-credit scenes so i mean you're really just asking for three extra post-credit scenes which like they can make something up like it's not that hard but i will say the this the clip we, we got to see an exclusive clip of daredevil because they didn't have anything for the daredevil show but they wanted to show us daredevil period so they showed us an exclusive clip of daredevil coming in uh to she hulk and i'm just gonna say their interactions perfect and if you're not attracted to She-Hulk now, you can be a little bit more attracted to her later. That's all I got. I mean, all the promo had her not in that bulky ass fucking uh, double XL grown men, big and tall suit. So I would assume that some of them clothes that uh, homie made the drip broker that joint. By the way, I just realized that other people were like, he's not the drip broker. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like the drip broker is his friend alonzo's hookup but this guy luke jacobson is not the drip broker and i'm like homie um, should be the drip broker because this guy's got a good amount of outfits I, out I, I completely <laughs> forgot that his friend alonzo was the one who was but i will say i just realized the drip broker 
is a very funny playoff, the power broker from uh, <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Very but um, it did just hit me, first of all, <laughs> I'm sure we'll figure it out. But I saw so many videos that had a fair point. It was just like, why? why? Actually, sorry, I also just realized I still need to make a video about the Donnie Blaze thing. I want anyone to know if you're listening to this, Marvel got your ass again. Um, I, I I found out Marvel apparently be doing that on purpose. They throw in little things that might be Easter eggs to fool people. Um, and I'm sure that they laugh about it. But um, a lot of videos like just trying to like theorize, you know, why what's happening is happening. Why is Daredevil getting a new suit? And it, it is a fair point to say, what the fuck is Daredevil doing in L.A.? Like, why are because this is this is West Coast. I just re- I forgot that this is West Coast. Here's the other thing, though, like and I'm not going to say anything that was like part of the clip that we got. Mm-hmm. I I am thinking maybe Daredevil is representing somebody within a the superhuman you know, law division, superhuman law division. And he had to come to L.A. to, you know, do this this trial. And he's just going to come like move on back. But. You know, as they've said, they said publicly now, Daredevil Reborn Again uh, is it's a reboot. It's a reboot. Yeah, it's it's a brand new thing. It's not them continuing on with the story. Daredevil, we haven't seen this Daredevil fight Kingpin. We've seen the same actors fight each other as Daredevil and Kingpin, but it's a completely different thing. So I'm I'm excited for them to move on from that story or retell it in a way that they want. But mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I think I think we only have we only have things to look forward to in She-Hulk. It's only going to get better, and especially with uh, with that that post that post or not the the mid credits picture of Alonzo's shoe collection, and Homie had some crazy shoes in there. He had Namor shoes. He had Ben Grimm the Thing shoes. He had Deadpool shoes. People were like, Deadpool's first appearance in the MCU? Are you kidding? Like they have, they're they're like throwing in a lot more lately and people are waiting on hand and knee for deadpool for the fantastic four like people are just waiting man it is uh, a looking good it's looking bright i um that is good to know i remember i did see charlie cox say something about like i can't remember if he said he wanted it or didn't want it to be slapstick or whatever and i don't really understand what that phrase means oh it's like the they were saying that you know we're gonna see a little bit of a funnier side of daredevil and oh everyone's gonna be mad then and yeah like everybody was like oh my gosh like this is so stupid and people aren't like from the clip that we saw homie was funny but it was still daredevil like he was more of like the sassy kind of funny like it wasn't Mm. just like he slipped on a banana peel (laughs) like it's people think that they're gonna ruin the character it's really the same character. He's just being a little bit more chummy with Jen. And mm. that's, you know? Yeah. I, um, Lapstick is Jordan. I don't know where the like exact term come, came from, but it mm. means more like uh, physical comedy, like very uh, dumb, dumb comedy, basically. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just so confused by that, that interview he had real quick. And they said that I was like, I mean, all right. Um, but... Yeah, I let me see how I feel about it. I'm not mad at it being a reboot. I guess it's really interesting that nobody's 
made any videos about it, but um, I'm sure that there's plenty of people who maybe feel away because, you know, there have obviously been like all those theories of like, did, did Daredevil get dusted? And so then Kingpin like took back over the city or whatever. But as you said, it's, if this is a reboot, then this Daredevil has never interacted with Kingpin or possibly never interacted with Kingpin. Who knows? They could skip the whole origin story mess and maybe he has interacted with Kingpin and Kingpin is kind of like on some, um, on Spider-Man PS4 where like Kingpin's just always finding a way to get out of jail um, or whatever. So that's just kind of like this whole thing. But on top of that, speaking of women who are strong badasses who are also sexy as hell, who uh, on top of that don't have a natural skin color and on top of that want uh, to not be a superhero (laughs) and want to do their own thing, but actually end up becoming a superhero it's crazy how how similar these two are. Uh, Harley, yeah. Harley Quinn just finished uh, its third season now, um, and you know it's already been approved for a fourth season. Which, thank God, that's all I got to say is season three and season four uh, of Titans and Harley Quinn are now continuing. Um, so I'm I'm pumped. That's all I got to say is I'm excited for. Uh, the the future of all this stuff to be coming out um i'm sorry that's my discord y'all i'm trying to close it out i was like you need to mute them (laughs) motherfuckers i was like what is that (laughs) but yeah the the finale like not to ruin anything for anyone uh but as blade as vague as i can the finale was amazing it stayed true to every character it also showed you like huge relationship goals between uh, Ivy and, and Harley. And all I'm going to say is I cannot wait to see next season because I think it's really going to kick ass. Do you think do you think that the next season might be the last? Do you feel like this is going to be one of those things where like it's it's reaching its apex and they're probably reaching where it could be at that point of like of like. We're going to go out with this bang, and even though people might want more, we are going to leave them wanting more. I think that this next season should be their last. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, y'all know y'all know corporate executives and being like, but it's making us money. This, I think, though, with how the story is Harley Quinn's story. Like, even though it's got all mm-hmm. these other side characters going through shit, the story's Harley Quinn. Her arc, in my opinion, is hitting its peak right now at the end, at the very end of season three. So I think season four can explore that more. But I think the end of season four should be the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And that's like their best bet, in my opinion, of making it perfect and in that sweet spot where it's not tainted by other seasons like other shows like The Office and, and shows mm-hmm. that have continued on maybe a little bit longer than they should have. Yeah, I think I think that's the biggest point of that question is like it, it's gotten so much hype and like seeing the Internet reception of before the season three finale, it got renewed for season four and how excited everyone is. And then also um, it's it's that thing of like you would rather see a show finished than see it canceled. Yeah. Like I would rather see it have a defined ending as opposed to just having a season and then being like, yeah, we're never coming back. Like, I'm sorry. 
I know people feel a way about Iron Fist, but for them to end that season the way that they did, and then like two months later be like, it's canceled. It's just like, ah, that just, ah, what could have been, you know? That none, I wanted to make sense of what the end that I just saw was. Um, same thing with like, I honestly, I need to go through, I'm glad that, that that Disney is still giving us access to all of those shows because I need to go through and watch like those final seasons of like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, um, just to give like a comparison even of um, what's to come with their reboots. Because I think Jessica Jones, not to get off topic, but Jessica Jones is possibly getting rebooted too, right? Because didn't they change the title on Disney Plus? They changed the title. It was jessica jones period now it's um what is it i'll have now to look now aka jessica jones jessica jones title change well yeah, it's called up. all of which start with aka yeah okay aka jessica jones yeah that's what it is yeah, so I'm I'm willing to bet they're going to reboot it, especially because uh, Christian Ritter, who plays Jessica Jones, and Mike Coulter, who plays mm-hmm. Age, uh, they were seen together, together. Right? They're seen together a couple times now, and they also posted on Instagram like a picture of the two of them. So like people are like, "Yo, is this coming back or is this coming back?" Like, let us know. And, mm-hmm. you know, these people hang out. I mean, they obviously made relationships and friendships during the show. So, like, it could be something. It also could very well not be something. Um, but while we're on the topic, and before I forget, I just want to say to anybody who is a fan like me because they grew up with it as a, as a child, um, on the 13th, or I'm sorry, 13th? Yeah, on the 13th this past, past week, Bear in the Big Blue House was added to Disney+. Plus. So if y'all grew up with that shit, it's time to watch it again because I love that show. That show was so good. <laughs> I just I remember all the hype when Disney Plus like so when Disney Plus was announced, I will tell the truth. I was like most people, uh, another streaming service. Uh, the opposite. I was so this. Uh, why? Why? And then there's a Kev on stage video. I'll uh. Maybe I'll show it to the podcast next time. I'll show it to you later, Jacob. But I remember he was like, I know I was complaining about another streaming service, but then they announced their titles. And now I'm all in when they were like <laughs> Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, all this shit that I have yet to go back and watch at all. I was like, yeah, I'm getting Disney Plus because they have all this nostalgia. And then I haven't watched any of it. Um I literally have watched so much new stuff and none of the old stuff. I feel like um, the new stuff is like overpowering. So I can't even, I don't even have time. Yesterday, I did just finish the X Men animated series. Hell um, yeah. Which such a solid show. But I can't wait for that to be, you know, they're rebooting that. So I'm excited for that. Yes, to yeah, I need to out. go watch that too. Like, ah, that's what I'm saying. I, it's yeah. too much. Speaking of too much, always too much. They're always just. I'm just. This is how I am about these movies. This is the part of the show that we're gonna we're gonna start calling the deep sigh section. <laughs> I like well, that. I like that. The same two companies, bro, and I don't I don't know what it is, but it's always WB and it's always Sony. It always yep. and we got new release dates for the Sony Marvel films. 
Go figure. And they're not, and, new. But, not they're not closer. They're further away. I, I was gonna say, and they're not sooner, they're later. Craven the Hunter has been delayed to October 6, 2023. Madam Webb delayed to February 16th, 2024. And an untitled Sony Marvel film set to release July 12th, 2024. I'm guessing that also, that one is going to be the uh, the untitled one is probably going to be the the one that Bad Bunny is playing in. Oh, El Muerto? Yeah, Muerto. yeah. Does anyone know what the original release dates were? Because honestly, I'm scrolling through this thread hoping that someone would say it, and I'm not seeing an answer. No, but I know they were much sooner than that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Sorry, I just, yeah, if you're watching the video version, I just went and liked a friend's tweet because it was funny. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so the Sony Marvel films are getting delayed. Honestly, I don't know. I I don't pretend to know how it works in this corporate and business world. But gaming and movies have been having these issues. Bro, just put a year and then don't announce a date until, like, filming is finished. Like, please, I'm just, I'm tired. I don't, well, it's not like I was really checking for these anyway. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Jacob, I know that, uh, you know, how you feel about Sony specifically, like, if it's not directly affiliated with Marvel, you know, like, Spider-Man movies are technically Sony, but... Um, when it comes to these movies, you know, do you do you decide to go to see them at the theater cheap? Do you just go on like a cheap day or do you just wait for them to come to like streaming services? Because I hear they that still see my money because I'm not. I'm the you want to support the cast crew and all that stuff. Not even that. I'm the kind of fan that like I don't want to be told anything about Spider-Man as a huge Spider-Man fan. True, true, true. Like, if you're a fan of something like you want to be, you want to be the leading expert on that thing, you know? True. And true. Like for me, I can't, I can't not go see the movie, you know, even Venom two, I like saw an opening night, <sighs> even though I knew going in, this movie's going to be shit. And the same thing with Morbius. I was like, this movie's going to be shit, but I walk in thinking like, you know, it's going to be bad. I still just need to know what happens. So that way I can at least have, you know, conversations about it and continue to tell people that Sony needs to stop. The thing with me is, though, if y'all think about it, when I say Spider-Man, a lot of people don't just think Peter Parker. They think Miles Morales. They think Gwen Stacy. They think uh, Peter Porker, Spider-Ham. They think Spider-Man Noir. All of these names that I'm naming, even Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, um, like all of these names, Sony has access to and they can make full films off of. And they like, don't they make a whole Spider-Man series with Spider-Man Noir. And like maybe that's not something people would want, but you could definitely make one with Ben Riley. You could make one with Peter Parker. Like they could make a whole separate series, brand new Spider-Man, not Toby, not Andrew, not Tom, make a whole brand new one, but they're choosing not to. And I don't understand. Like it's just like you guys have the ability you have the ability you got all the money you got all the rights you can make an animated like movie with just spider ham and it just be a comical movie for kids but no i will say the only thing that i have respect for with sony is sony animation and them doing something into the spider-verse and across the spider-verse beyond the spider-verse whatever it is they're literally killing the game with those movies that's the only reason I want to see Sony continue on with Spider-Man. This live action shit, it's not for them. It's not. 
Yeah, I don't understand. And again, maybe it's just because it's different teams, but you're still under the same umbrella. Bring some of your animated writers over for your live action. Because, like, what I just don't understand is... <sighs> Doesn't El Muerto have, like, one comic issue? Like, I'm not saying he that... He had two, appearance, two appearances, and I think he's only said, like, four words. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, don't take a chance on a... Here's the difference between, like taking a chance on an unpopular character and just throwing shit at the wall. I'm like, who asked for this? I honestly, I can't truthfully say that you might catch me in the theater for some of these. Yeah, I've been hearing that sometimes it's easy as one, two, three to see some movies. That's all I'm going to say, allegedly. Um, no, I, I'll, say, I'll say that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll count to, I'll count to three for El Muerto, but, uh, yeah, one. Craven, I'll be I'll be in the theater for that shit. Craven, Craven, I'm a little bit interested in. Madam Web, I'm sort of interested in, but again, I'm just like Madam Web, honestly, I'm probably interested in more than any of them because it explores other spider people, hopefully, kind of like what you're saying. Like y'all have all these other characters. Please utilize please just use it. Use it. We could have been had a Spider-Man 2099 movie. We could have been had. I would watch a Spider-Man War movie. If they're making the El Muerto movie, right, who only has two comics or two appearances, they aren't even his comic. Like, there's nothing under the name El Muerto. If he only has these two appearances, if they're trying to do it for, like, a Hispanic representation point of view, Spider-Man 2099 is literally right there. He's mm-hmm. right there. They have him. They can make the movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any freaking sense that they're like, hey, what about this one, like this one-off character? How about we use him? And it, especially because if you're going to use Bad Bunny, which you know the Latinx community is going to go see that movie, if you're going to use him, just make mm-hmm. it an original story or make it a character that people are actually interested in. Like, yeah, like because I'm sorry, I saw El Muerto. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, well, I did, and I'm a hardcore Spider-Man fan. I was like, what? It's <laughs> just like, who the hell? And I'm like, it's just some fucking wrestler. Like, what? Uh, I don't made a know. wrestling movie not tied to Spider-Man at all, and made it starring Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, and I would have been like, oh hell yeah, this sounds great. Yeah. As we said, the size section, that's that's hilarious. That really might be what we call anytime we address WB or Sony, because it's just always something. We're going to have comics, games, movies, and then the size section, which is going to have all of them. But it's going to be like, what the hell are they doing? It's just like, why are we doing this? Um, something that some people are really excited for and others are saying, why are y'all doing this? Um, I saw yesterday Warner Brothers... I guess it still belongs in the side section. <laughs> is developing a sequel to Constantine. 17 years, five more years than the 12 years that I thought earlier when I was telling Jacob, after the original film's release. And Keanu Reeves will reprise the titular role with Francis Lawrence returning to direct. Um, you know, as I scroll through this thread... Someone said, y'all are just going to waste one of the best castings y'all ever done, I guess. And they have the Constantine from Legends of Tomorrow, like we were talking about, Jacob. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, There are some people, um, I know one of my mutuals, Society Made the Joker. She was like, 
I'm cool with bringing Constantine back, but why are y'all getting Keanu Reeves again? Like y'all have ever, if y'all are starting a new, I don't think she said this part. This is me adding on. If y'all are starting a new, trying to start fresh, why are we bringing back and continuing a movie from 17 years ago? <laughs> I just, it, at this point, I'm like, man, why am I not in charge of the DC movies? Like, am I too, am I overqualified? Am I overqualified at this point? Because I'm just like, the last thing I would do is bring back someone who played a role 20 years ago, unless it was going to be a multiversal movie like Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, The Flash with, you know, obviously the Flashpoint with there being Batman, like Michael Keaton. But like, why, why? That's like them saying, hey, y'all, we're going to, you remember, uh, you know, Brandon, I don't even remember his full name, but Brandon from Superman Return. Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh. Was that his name? Yeah, he was also in uh, The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. And then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, when they did Multiversal like, Crossover, he got to be Superman again. It was kind of cool. It's just like, we're going to bring back him for another Superman movie. It's like, why? Like, <laughs> it's just like, I'm down to watch it, but why? <laughs> Out of all the things you could be doing right now, I would just be focusing on making a connected universe that isn't rushed and isn't filled with controversial people. Yeah. And uh, Joker had another fair point. She was like, oh, y'all want money. That's another fair point. The star power of Keanu Reeves will bring people into those seats. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just like, I'm be honest, I didn't watch the first Constantine 17 years ago. I haven't either. So maybe it, so, maybe it's one of those movies that people really are begging for a sequel to. But I mean, if it's been 17 years to get off the ground, maybe it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. It came out in 2005. Like, what audience are you catering to? Like, I don't understand. Um, but, you know, that is, I, that's really funny. Our side section, I didn't even think about the fact that Constantine would be WB, and it still worked out that our side section worked out the way that it did. That is absolutely hilarious. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about that is not on the docket, but it really should have been, and I'm trying to, I found it real quick, really neat fan cast that happened this week that honestly people including myself are down to see kiki palmer has expressed interest to be rogue in the mcu and i'm actually going to find her tweet because um i saw the dude's video who made it on tiktok and i'm really hoping I think he has. I think I checked his TikTok page and he's seen that Kiki Palmer saw his tweet. She responded, come on, agent. I'm hoping that homie who actually brought this up, like, well, he didn't bring it up. I actually think someone else brought it up and he just commented more on it. And he was like, I think Kiki Palmer cast as Rogue would be awesome like you could bring her on as storm or bumblebee or whatever and like bumblebee in dc or storm in the mcu but no let's bring her on as rogue people started finding these pictures with kiki with her hair red they edit someone edited i think 
um, a picture of her where her hair was red and they put the white on it. And I'm like, I see it. I see it. And I'm, I'm here for it. And it's, and at this point people got so up in arms and so mad that I just, I want to see it to just make them more mad if anything else. I, I literally tweeted the other day. I was like, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed. I mean, after, just, seeing, after seeing the edited picture of her with a, with a white streak in her hair, which I think you may, you may end up finding here in a second, but if, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you that it. picture is spot on. Like I was this just one like, isn't even it, but like here's one of them. Oh no, like literally it's rogue. Like fuck it. And I'm gonna be honest, there are certain characters in comics where Fire. where they made them white, but you're like thinking like, nah, this person, this person. Yeah, because isn't that's the thing? Someone was like, because again, this goes back to because obviously the argument wants to be. But if they made Blade white, but if they made T'Challa white, those characters specifically are described as in situations that pertain to their character being black, being a part of their character. Rogue really is just a mutant, and she's from south of the Mississippi. You could look like anything. And honestly, with her accent, her being a southern black woman makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense and on top of that like i wouldn't and a lot of people have been saying this for a while and i would uh, this, be this is the one that's the one yeah i would not be shocked people keep saying lakeith St- wait hold up jubilee content <laughs> <laughs> someone said no, hold on, hold lakiki on. is rogue me trying to manifest terry he was jubilee for the um, x-men i love that but anyway people have been saying it for a while but lakeith stanfield as gambit the two of them would be literally fucking perfect, and no one can tell me anything else. Like, There's another saying, one. Imagine Kiki Palmer standing up there with Lakeith Stanfield, and Lakeith Stanfield having that like gambit swagger, and Kiki Palmer just being rogue and being like, "Get off of me!" Like, come on, boy, like leave me alone. They yeah, I can't. The role. I can't find the actual edit that I want to find, but yes, no, I'm hearing you. <laughs> they're perfect for the role, like. I can understand maybe not having Lakeith Stanfield because he's he's in a very like he always plays a very like serious role that has something to do with social injustice. And, mm-hmm. you know, being in the Marvel Universe may not be for him. That's and that's fine with me. But I will be upset if Kiki Palmer is not rogue. I'm just. Gonna no, I'm that. here for it. And I think um, the dude's original video. Um, I think he he maybe addressed Lakeith Stanfield. I have to go back and watch it. Um, but he also did also bring up the fair point. It could go either way. Lakeith Stanfield would be cool, but then even if they got someone white, you could then also bring in a little bit of the tension that there is of an interracial relationship, which like True. that would be cool too. Um, and and I, I could be wrong, but I don't. I feel well before I even say that. Interracial relationships are highly, like, they're not even touched on in Hollywood, which is fucking stupid. But it, I will say that it, within the MCU, I feel like there aren't any. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. There, there really aren't. Um, someone also brought up the fair point that, like, Gambit's supposed to be kind of like a con man trickster, and they were, and some people were like, "Let's let's keep a white man in that light." Like, no yeah, offense, yeah. it's just, it's just, I, feel, just for, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So, 
And obviously, um, this is where the happiness also does get a little side section, but we're going to segment it. We're going to sandwich it with some positivity afterward. Um, Racists are mad that Kiki Palmer doesn't have red hair like Rogue when Rogue doesn't even have red hair. Rogue, Rogue, Rogue. This is the sunset on reflecting off of her brown hair. And um, this person uh, commented under that Star Wars girl, which that's a whole nother thing. She just responded, LOL, and people jumped down her throat. Um, and then so this person responded, one day gingers will get their due respect. And someone's like, she's not even a fucking ginger, dude. And it's like, why are redheads replaced? And it's like, yo, she's she's a brunette, like like rogue. Rogue doesn't even, Rogue's not a redhead, bro. And like, Jordan and I were talking about this last night. That question does have a little bit of merit. Like, why is it always the gingers that are like recast as black people? It's weird. It's a weird thing that Hollywood does. But at the same time, like, it's not a problem. I don't need fucking representation for my hair color. I'm sorry. I don't. My skin color. Hair color and freckles. Skin color, I can completely understand for everybody. But your hair color, fuck it. I, I don't know. Get over it. <laughs> I, I don't get it. And the funniest thing about it is like people say, and because I, I get that you say that you get it, but the problem is it's white gingers who say that as if they're the only gingers who exist. Like mm-hmm. gingers exist in mixed race, race. black, <laughs> Hispanic. Like I don't, I don't understand why y'all think that you're the only people with red hair and freckles that exist. One of my best buddies, he um when he grows his hair out, it's semi, and he's black guy, semi straight. He's got two black parents. He's got crazy freckles, but he's not light skinned either. He's like maybe a little lighter than I am, and he's got freckles. And like I just like I don't I don't really understand why y'all don't get that like different features and hair color and texture and skin can look all different through all ethnicities and races but you know it, it <clears throat> excuse me i'm dying um i did see i remember this is back when there was a whole controversy <clears throat> excuse me on tiktok jacob knows what i'm talking about where this dude did decide to die on the hill of gingers need to get their just due and representation um they're always being replaced by people of color um you know first of all half of those characters it's not like their natural hair color is red. And even when they were played by white people, it wasn't by white people who are gingers. Kirsten Dunst was not a ginger, but she played Mary Jane. Also, Mary Jane, his hair was always colored like a very unnatural red, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that I'm like, does it really matter? And then and the, other thing I, is like the homie was fit on like fixating on gingers that have been turned, like have been recast as black people. They've been doing that shit like even just as other hair. Like Daredevil is a red <laughs> Daredevil, mm-hmm. and, and Charlie like, Cox. Is he didn't want to focus. He didn't want to focus on that one. He wanted to focus on the Little Mermaid and Jimmy Olsen and all these other characters that are redheads but have been turned, you know, black now. And it's just like, homie, get over it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's like what you said the people playing these red-headed characters even if they are red-headed in the show aren't red-headed themselves like you said with uh with kirsten dunce kirsten dunce with jody benson playing the little mermaid in the original 1989 little mermaid like 
the people that are playing these characters aren't redhead. You're not getting representation. All you're getting is just people pretending to be redhead. And if you think that your redheadedness is a lifestyle and has like societal like implications, like please even, stop. Like what? <laughs> yeah, and I think just way back with that guy, it was like December of last year. It was just like yeah this is like it is kind of weird that they always do this but i think there was an actual redhead who went on and explained it was like there are a lot of like distinctions when it comes to redheads that are similar with black people like i'm gonna be honest redheads typically tend to have wider noses um and different stuff like that so it's just like again there are features that are similar, but when it comes down to it, it's just that your hair is red. There are redheads who are not white. So, like, again, let's be honest. You want white redhead representation. And, again, you still haven't been getting it when these characters have been cast as white people. Like, you're not. And I, I, I'm... Oh, sorry. Don't mean to interrupt you. But the Mary Jane that was supposed to appear in The Amazing Spider-Man, Shailene Woodley was not having red hair in them deleted scenes. And like I feel like the the discourse on it is so confusing to me because it happens with some characters and then it doesn't happen with others. And mm-hmm. like correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I've just missed it, but like whenever Man of Steel was coming out, um you got Lawrence Fishburne as uh I can't remember the, his the name. Daily Planets. The Daily uh, Planets, like basically like the editor yeah. of you got him yeah. coming out there. You've got uh can't remember his name again, but we talked about him last night. The guy who played the Watcher, uh, and who also uh played Jim Gordon in The Batman. Um, you know, those is, both, uh... those characters within DC were not white. And even in Marvel, like if you go back and watch You're right, the by Watcher, the way, the Watcher definitely is not white. And he originally in the comics was white. And if you go back and watch it, like they gave him a little bit more melanin. You can see it in like his nose shape. Like mm-hmm. he's definitely a black man. And I'm just like, why is there no discourse on those characters? But racists and other people want to come in and be like, the little mermaid. Uh-uh. Like it's very confusing to me the kills that people choose to die on. Because I'm like, I can understand, I would, not understand, I would completely expect comic book fans, with comic book fans being the kind of people that they are sometimes, I would expect them to be like, you're you're recasting blank and blank as a black person? I would, I would be like, oh my god, here we go again. But here we go. With people going at the Little Mermaid, (laughs) and maybe that's what it is, maybe... Maybe comic book fans deserve more credit because they've seen so much um, integration of other cultures other than white people within comic book culture that now they're decent human beings and they just either shut up and don't say anything or they're just like, I'm rocking with it. I like it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe comic book people are better people because of that. But at the same time, like there are so many characters that I'm so confused. Like I can't think of another one besides a little mermaid right now, but like, the Little Mermaid is one. When they recast, People, Brandy, like maybe oh. I wasn't old enough. I was only three at the time. But when they recast Brandy as Cinderella for Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, like I don't think I've ever heard any discourse about that. And I'm just like, y'all really like pick and choose some weird ass battles. 
I, I don't get it because again yeah um and also it's just where we are with the internet these days i think uh the characters by the way i looked up their names perry white that's, that's the right. daily planets uh editor yeah no one thought anything at least as far as i know i don't remember seeing a bunch of you put Lawrence because a lot of people love Lawrence fishburne because of the matrix though you put Lawrence fishburne as perry white nobody nobody said his last name was white and nobody said anything about it uh and then um jeffrey wright was jim gordon in the batman i mean there probably was a little bit of discourse but it just you know people were either checking for the batman or they weren't more people were more concerned about how robert pattinson was gonna do sorry all that dad time is coming um so um the other thing I want to say one more thing while we're on this topic. Oh, no, I do, too, because I want to say something about the Little Mermaid like that happened on last Twitter. Night and I was dying. It says, motherfuckers of 2022 would call this woke. I don't know if you could. Oh, I liked that. Yeah, yes, it's, it's, I tweeted about that. It's, it's really, like, and I don't remember his yeah. name, but uh, he played Kingpin in in uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil movie. And fucking great casting by the way oh but, he's absolutely amazing it was so good but like michael clark duncan that's here's his another name. one somebody said let's go even further back it's eartha cat eartha kit as catwoman like literally yzma herself as catwoman nobody said shit then i'm just like why are y'all like so fucking weird about like our racist oh here's another one harvey dent being literally uh uh lando calrissian himself what's his name uh billy d williams like there's so many in the past that nobody has said shit about because now that i'm now i'm realizing maybe it's because it's the main character maybe white people are so mad because it's the main character maybe maybe when it's a side character i mean people did want to give shit to um zoe kravitz for selena kyle but like a little bit though you you obviously had the simps overpowering a little bit more you know and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I mean, I was there with him. Nobody said anything about Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. No, that's the biggest one to me. Samuel L. Jackson showed up as Nick freaking Fury at the Which end was of Iron Man. God tier casting, by the way. And I just remember being like Samuel L. Jackson. And I remember playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance and being like, I like the black Nick Fury better. Didn't he become so popular that they made him black in the comics? Because yep. he wasn't black ever in the comics before that. Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Like, and here's the problem, and that's why when it comes to Little Mermaid, um, Amanda just vibing says something about this too. People don't actually care about source material; they just want to talk because, again, the source material for Marvel, Nick Fury was white, but when people saw him in Iron Man, a lot of times that was the first time they ever saw Nick Fury, and in yep. their minds. That is Nick Fury. And if you were to, I might steal your video idea, like what you did with the Little Mermaid and be like, you do know Nick Fury was like white originally, right? And it's just like, and then they get mad and you're like, what? (laughs) The last thing I want to say about the Little Mermaid, which is a way off top from what we were, but we kind of, it kind of was on topic, you know, black people casting, whatever. Um, it wasn't supposed to be, and it ended up being, um, but excuse me, I'm pretty sure I made this dude delete his tweet. Maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it was just everybody going at him, but this guy tweeted, um, to, uh, Tyrell today, theories by T this guy tweeted and responded to T 
and was like, I don't have a problem. <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. I got to get myself together for this, y'all, because he deleted the tweet, so I can't even show y'all. He was like, I don't have a problem with uh, Ariel being cast as black. I just don't find Halle Bailey attractive, and I just think they should have given a more attractive casting. And time out. Okay, what's up? She's supposed to be 17, by the way. That's what I said. I'm like, despite what you think about Halle Bailey, which I didn't know if in this adaptation she was going to be 16 or whatever, but I know in the original, oh yeah, because she's 16 and it's her birthday, so she's turning 17. Yeah, I was like, why are you worried about how physically attractive that you personally find a 16-year-old fictional character? And Mans responded to my tweet and said, 16? I didn't know that she was supposed to be that age. So you didn't even pay attention to the original movie. So why are you talking? It's a, it all goes back to what Amanda said. People don't care about the source material. They just want to talk. And as Bo Burnham said, and as we say many times on this podcast, can anyone can anyone shut the fuck up, please? So we're done with the side section. Well, actually, Palmer, one more more side section section uh, for the for everyone. Garfield's delayed. We're not going to talk about it anymore other than the fact that Chris Pratt is voicing that and Mario at the same time. It's like, okay, side section over. Yeah, Chris Pratt. That's what we're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Chris Pratt is becoming like, again, in in that same vein of like, you know, when they were like really trying to shove us Miles Teller or uh, really shoving a lot of Kevin Hart in Hollywood. Like, again, I didn't mind Kevin Hart as much because it's it's definitely one of those. You live long enough to be a hero. You see yourself become a villain. It's like, damn, everybody really hating because you're in everything. But like, also, why do you need to voice Garfield? And why do you need to voice mario um but yes ending on the positive note kiki palmer please the the streets are asking we are clipping this out we are saying this now the daily kazoo podcast supports kiki palmer for rogue i don't care if what it's in if it's a tv show if it's a movie something kiki palmer as rogue from south of the mississippi i want to hear her say sugar (laughs) I feel like it's only it only feels right when a black woman says sugar. Mm-hmm. Like when a white woman says sugar, you're kind of like, what the fuck? Did the original Rogue in like the X Men movies? Did she ever even say it? I don't think she ever said it in the in the live action movies. In the animated cartoon, she says sugar, and it's just like, okay, like I can kind of understand the animated one saying it, but if I see a white woman in person say that, it does not feel right. There is this old white chick on, um, that was kind of rude to say. She's an older white lady, um, very Southern on TikTok. I think she, her name is TikTok Mama or something like that. I think she'd be, she'd be like, well, that she's from like Georgia. She's like Southern Georgia. Like she'd be, she could say it. But again, you, you got to be very specific. But no, I, I, I stand behind Kiki Palmer's rogue. I did not, I'd let, as we talk about it, I'm like, I don't think the original one ever said sugar. Did she? Ever, I don't time, even think. She, one last time for the Twitter sphere, the TikTok, the TikTok sphere, Kiki Palmer. If you're hearing this out there, we'll do anything for you. And if you work hard and you push this, and you get to be in a movie as Rogue, 
I'll fly down to Hollywood myself and make sure I get in that front row seat. Please. You know, please. you know, you remember that TikTok sound? They'd be like, sick back down. I'm sad. That, <laughs> I'm sad. In that in that theater. Palmer on screen is rogue. That is it. <laughs> yeah. So we're excited for that. Um, I don't have anything else. This was supposed to be a, oh wait, there is one more thing. I apologize. Um the last thing I'll say is whether you agree with this or not. I didn't ever watch this, but this was hilarious. This probably could have been the best thing I've seen all week instead. But this little clip from the Zack Snyder crossover with Teen Titans Go was actually kind of fire looking. This is uh, Zack Snyder's take on. Let's go wild on these Show is so goofy. The rain makes this battle look way more epic. <laughs> it actually does look like it was interesting. I didn't, that wasn't the clip I saw this morning, but, um, what I saw was like the interaction with Zack Snyder and then it faded to that. And I didn't realize that that's what happened in the episode. I saw this clip and then I saw that clip and I was like, oh, they legit did this in the Teen Titans Go episode. They just randomly had this whole different animation style. That's hilarious. Um, so I don't know. You know, the Snyder Cut was I, I don't care what anybody says. Like I enjoyed it. Was it better than what we originally got? Sure. Would a Zack Snyder style Teen Titans movie be cool? Maybe, but it, it was it was a fun little watch. I would I would watch a whole animated movie that looked like that. I'm not gonna hold you. So that's all that I have. Uh Jacob, did you have anything else? No. Uh I will say Q. Uh the app is popping off. Uh people are a lot a lot of people are downloading it right now. A lot of people are getting in on the Discord. Um, so I if you haven't joined that yet, I would join it. Um, I just wrote my review for Wolverine and the new Elvis movie, uh, that came out and they're on there. Uh, and I'm curious to see what other people think. So if you don't have Q, go download it. It's in the app st- Apple app store. Um, probably worth a Google to quote Zach Galifianakis as, uh, as the Joker, but that's uh-huh. all. Um, them green bubble phones don't got it. I'm excited to see, uh, next week, all three of us finally back, maybe hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. And then that's going to be what I'm on the precipice of being off of leave. I've really been enjoying, even though I'm very blessed to have a job. I don't know how I'm going to have a job and deal with these animals and deal with this child. But, you know, we'll figure it out. Maybe I'm going to go take a nap after this. Um, <clears throat> so me, um, multi-streams coming for Twitch and TikTok. Um Stay tuned for that. Twitch.tv slash and Follow me over there. JFrigian at TikTok. If you're listening to this, you probably already follow it because you probably heard about the podcast from it. So go to Twitch. Um, also, been having uh, been having a lot of stuff popping off on the YouTube channel. Had a new video come out just two days ago now. Um, was on um, some thoughts about Spider-Man 2 and not getting any gameplay. It's pretty decent, so uh yeah my youtube link will be in the description below you uh this uh links to many of your co-host socials including adam even when he's not on the episode will be in the description box 
Um, again, if you listen all the way through, wish a happy birthday uh, to his wife. Go ahead and hit the like button on the video. Rate us five stars on Apple, Spotify, whatever you're listening to for your podcast needs. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening to the audio or you're watching a clip from anywhere. Um, help us out. We're steadily growing. Uh, this is our 17th, 18th episode. I can't freaking remember. Um, I actually think it's the 17th episode, but it's numbered 16 and I numbered it wrong. I don't care. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing new for me. Uh, you can find the official Megs on social media, the official Megs go follow him too. I'll do his little spiel for him. I sound tired. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, we don't have Adam's button. So as always, we love you 3000. We love you 3000. Everybody. Thank you for watching. And you'll catch us on the next episode of the daily kazoo. Peace.